I want to start, though, with one of the key moments from tonight. Candidates Vivek Ramaswamy, who was vocal in the first debate, continuing in that vein tonight, including in this clash with former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, who was reacting to the answer he gave when asked why he joined TikTok despite it being banned on government-issued devices because of its ties to China. This is infuriating because TikTok is one of the most dangerous social media apps yes, that we could have. And what you've got, I honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber for what you say. Because I can't believe you know, they hear that we've got a TikTok situation. What they're doing is these 150 million people are on TikTok. That means they can get your contacts, they can get your financial information, they can get your emails, they can Let get just text say, messages, they can get all of this these is important. things. This is China very important knows for our exactly party. what they're this doing. Is very very important and what for our we've party, seen and I'm is say, you've gone and you've helped China stop. build, make medicines will, in China, not America. Me, you me. now wanting kids to go and get on the social media that's dangerous for all of no. us. You went and you were in business with the Chinese that gave Hunter Biden $5 million. We can't trust you. We so can't me, trust you. We can't have something. TikTok and I think that we, this is we need to ban it. Mr. Ramaswamy, you have 15 seconds. I think, excuse me, you have 15 seconds, Mr. Ramaswamy. Thank you. I think we would be better served as a Republican Party if we're not sitting here hurling personal insults and actually have a legitimate debate I'm, I'm about policy. So certainly a lot to talk about here to do it. CNN anchor and senior political correspondent Abby Phillips, CNN senior political commentator David Axelrod, CNN chief national correspondent John King, also senior political commentator Celeste Farr Griffin, David Urban, and Scott Jennings. Um, John King, what did you make of it all? Uh, it was feisty. Uh, the big question, the fundamental question is, if Donald Trump is ahead by roughly 30 points in Iowa and roughly 30 points in New Hampshire, did this change anything? Um, you could see the DeSantis-Haley exchanges. They're both in second place right now. They had a little bit of go at it, trying to be the primary second-place candidate. Um, I think if you, know, if you like a candidate, everybody maybe had a moment. Um, but does it funda fundamentally change anything? Mm. Uh, I would, I, my answer is no. I'd be interested in what the Republicans who you know, do this for a living uh, do at it. There's another one in 40 days, the third debate. Then there's going to be a lot of pressure to shrink this field because if you have six or seven candidates and Donald Trump, Donald Trump wins, period. David, that's right. Nikki Haley was definitely trying to kind of repeat the success she had had the first time in taking on... Vivek Ramaswamy yeah. or, or Ron DeSantis. Well, and also she got into it with Tim Scott and maybe at the end uh, in a way that wasn't particularly helpful to either of them. Uh, but look, my fundamental view in this, in this debate is that several people who didn't do well last time did better, including Ron DeSantis, who I think probably was far better served by this debate than the last one. But Tim Scott, who was almost vacant from the last debate, was much more aggressive here. Even Governor Burgum jumped in here with a, a few good answers. And all of this, it seems to me, helps Donald Trump because rather than creating clarity, it creates more of a muddle uh, for voters. So, and, 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 and by the way, you know, for all the random shots at Trump, they, were, you know, they went right for the capillary, not the jugular. And he basically got away again uh, with any serious damage, so without any serious damage. I think this was a good night for Donald Trump in the end. Yeah, I mean, it was like a fight for second or third or fourth place among a bunch of people. It, it, it wasn't, I mean, sure, some people had some moments. Nikki Haley had a lot of, of good, strong moments that really made her stand out. 
But they're they're fighting for the bottom of the race right now, and that's really not what's called for when the front runner is leading by how much he's leading by. Um, I kind of had a different view of the DeSantis of it all, frankly. I thought he sort of was okay. He kind of faded into the background, especially the first half of the debate. I was sort of like, where, where is he? I mean, he didn't speak even for about the first 15 minutes. He was in the center of the debate stage. I checked my clock. After about 40 minutes, he'd only spoken about twice. At the end, he and got the most. He got, minutes, yeah. yeah, but it it took him a while to really find his footing, and he's really the person who ought to have the most momentum right now. And I don't think this debate changed his trajectory, which is actually not going up in this race. Just one other quick point on this: Trump always lets you know who he's mad at. Uh, they put out one camp, one general statement from the campaign saying the debate was boring and it was horrible, and they've put out one statement attacking Nikki Haley. Uh, let's see if more come. And there's quite a detailed yeah. attack on Nikki yeah, Haley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's, let's see if more yeah. come, but that tells you something about what they think. Yeah. And that was, that's what I was going to say. If there was a winner on the stage tonight, I think it was Nikki Haley, but honestly, the conversation we keep having, you know, Governor Chris Nunu says this all the time, is the Republican Party has to winnow the field. We have to start having some folks drop out and consolidate if they want to defeat Donald Trump. What I just saw is a bunch of people who are ready to attack each other over every single policy issue. Perhaps the only uniting force on that stage was how much everyone seems to loathe Vivek Ramaswamy. <laughs> but honestly, it did not come off like... There were some substantive policy issues, but there's nothing that is going to break through from this debate in a way that is going to push down Donald Trump's favorability in any major way. And I'm not sure I would expect to see a major bump for any candidate. David? No, and, and yeah, like, uh, as John, John alluded to earlier, right, and, and, and also Abby... Everyone's stealing market share from each other, right? They're not taking any market share away from Donald Trump here. It's, you know, tomorrow, um, you know, Governor DeSantis, who had a strong close, I think. I think Governor Christie had a strong... last five minutes of the debate were the best part of the whole debate, right? There's a bunch of muddling, and then at the end, people got a little clarity. So, you know, there'll be... So somebody will go up a little bit, somebody will go down a little bit, but the, the field's not going to be winnowed tomorrow where I wake up and someone's going to drop out, right? And so that's that's the problem. And, and, and John said there's going to be a lot of pressure in the next 40 days to kick somebody off the island, Right. And and I know that Chris Christie said he'd kick uh, he'd kick Donald Trump off, but Donald Trump's he's staying on the island. He's the middle. He's the survivor <laughs> mm -hmm. at the end of the game. So Do Donald Trump is the island. <laughs> he he owned the, the island, but the valuation. <laughs> <was really interesting. laughs> yeah. The one piece of real estate you can have. Yeah. I, I, I thought this was unwatchable. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're all sitting there watching this. Yeah. The, the the lighting was bad. The set was bad. The questions were weird. The crosstalk was just maddening. The graphics. The fighting. <laughs> You know, the constant vitriol with each other. I thought the last of it was was better. I mean, I think that the next one, DeSantis and Haley, will be at the center of the stage again. Some of these people likely won't make it. But the real question to me is, has the Republican zeitgeist just moved on from even the possibility right. that we wouldn't mm -hmm. nominate Donald mm -hmm. Trump? Because right now, what do Republicans believe? They believe Trump is the most electable. For months, we thought, who can make an argument about electability? Well, Trump's already won that question. And at the same time, Biden's having a high-speed come-apart, if you look at these national polls right now. So Republicans are like, Trump's beating this guy, we can't lose to this guy, and we're finally going to get vindication. I don't need someone more electable because Trump's going to beat him. Well, and, was, and, and I don't know that a debate or a TV ad or anything else is going to change I, I will that. Say, I mean, it feels to me like one of the reasons that Nikki Haley is having a moment is because a lot of the polls show that she does very well 
against President Biden. Not outlier polls, but a lot of polls are showing that, that she, unlike a lot of the other candidates on that stage, she clears the margin of error in some of these polls. And, and so on the electability question, it, it feels to me that she's making the best case for now. She didn't make the case at all tonight. She, yeah. did, she didn't mention that she was leading in the polls. She obviously didn't think that was uh, a compelling argument for the reason that Scott... Uh, said the electability argument has sort of faded because of that. But on the question of DeSantis, and I'm, I, I'd like to ask you guys this, uh, it seems to me there were moments there, like when he went counter to a number of people on Ukraine. Uh, I, I was on the other side. Of, I'm on the other side of this issue personally. But I suspect there are a lot of voters in these Republican primaries, if you follow polls, who don't want to give more money to Ukraine. He took a very strong position on that. Those kinds of things are memorable uh, to people, particularly in the states that you've been hanging out in, in Iowa and New Hampshire. I suspect a few of those things may register with those voters. He, listen, he unequivocally, Governor DeSantis unequivocally did better this debate than the prior debate. Um, I was actually noticing you could kind of hear that consultants got in the heads of some of these candidates. He mentioned a story about his wife. He tried to show some heart about visiting Reagan's uh, gravesite. He th did give the answer in Ukraine, which is a differentiating point. Vivek Ramaswamy trying to play nice guy this time because mm -hmm. the biggest critique last time was he came off so off-putting and unlikable. It was interesting in one of his first answers when he was talking about unions and striking, he expressed sympathy for uh, for workers. There, and, and I actually thought that was one of his strongest moments. If there is one question that put on display how different today's Republican Party is than the one of 10 years ago, it was the answer around the strikes going on. Um, this, you know, hearing, well, no, hearing that some of these people are taking a much more pro-worker stance, it has less to do with, you know, what you're giving to shareholders or the free market. It's much more about workers. It's much more Pat Buchanan's party than it is, you know, Paul Ryan and Mitt Romney's party.